Welcome everyone back to the rebooted and brand new quote unquote the comics annihilation podcast. So we are rebooting this podcast from the start. If you're day ones, you remember I've had a couple versions of the comics annihilation podcast. I had it on YouTube. I had it as kind of a YouTube show. Um, I started off as a podcast and I don't know, I went through so many transitions and now I kind of just want to start over from the start, have one template for the rest of the time and uh, hopefully we just get things started. But uh, yeah, welcome to the Comics Annihilation Podcast. I am planning on doing about three episodes a week. If you're new to this podcast, we the way we run things here is we go over a couple topics about the movie and TV industry, sometimes some video game news, if there's like a brand new game coming out, like maybe there's some news about Marvel Spider-Man 2 or the Wolverine game, something like that, we'd cover it here. And the way we used to do it on the past show is we go about like three topics, then we take a break in the middle and then continue the rest of the topics after that. But now we're just doing straight on all the topics, no breaks, no anything, no interrupted um, podcast for you uh, so just sit back and uh, enjoy the topics we got to talk about but anyways thank you for joining me today and we got a couple topics today right now there's not too much going on in the movie space although there is the the WGA protesting stuff like that we'll probably talk about that tomorrow I'm gonna hit you guys with back-to-back episodes just because it's been forever but starting next Monday it's gonna be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, where you get an episode around like 30, 40 minutes long with some topics. But uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get to our first topic. So if you guys know me, if you listen to the other version of the Comic Annihilation podcast, you know that I've been a Five Nights at Freddy's fan forever. I've loved the games. I think I played the first game when it came out when I was in sixth grade, I believe. Then I played the second one, loved that one. Played the third one, hated that one. Played the fourth one, I hated that one. Played the fifth one, I loved that one. So I've been kind of a fan. And in 2015, it was quite a shock to know that, I think it was Universal. No, it was Warner Bros. that announced that they are doing a live-action Five Nights at Freddy's movie. And this was crazy at the time, because this was when the fandom and the games and all that were at its peak. And... I mean, a few years go on and it just gets delayed. Directors leave. They get a new director. um, And then Warner Bros. just decides to give the property to Universal to do. And Universal gives that task to Blumhouse. And I'm pretty sure you're probably familiar with Blumhouse if you're listening to this podcast. They've made great movies over the years like The Black Phone, which I think is a masterpiece of a horror movie. Megan was a pretty fun movie. Um, the first Halloween was pretty good. Smile. They've made all these low budget horror movies that pan out real good. They made the Insidious movies. Um, but they've also had their misses like, uh, Halloween ends. We don't really talk about that movie. That movie was pure ass, but yeah, over the years, um, it's just, it's gone through so much stuff, but we finally got some news a couple weeks ago. When um, Jason Blum and Blumhouse came out and said that we are actually getting the Five Nights at Freddy's movie this year. It finally finished wrapping. 
They have a release date. The release date is October 7th or 27th, I think. But here's the catch. Something that worries me. They are also releasing this movie on Peacock on the same day. And we've seen this happen a couple times with Halloween Ends, Halloween Kills, and uh, I think Firestarter. I think that's the one that um, I forgot what his name is, is in. But yeah, the track record for same-day releases for Peacock has not been good. And this kind of worries me just because I love um, the FNAF like lore and all that. And I'm really hyped for this movie and I'm really hoping it doesn't suck. Um, but there also was a leaked trailer that came out the other day, and I actually watched all of it. Um, it was a real trailer, had Josh Hutcherson in it. Um, it looks crazy. <laughs> That's all I could say, honestly. It looks crazy. It, you get a shot of the animatronics in the movie, and they look so spot on. It's insane. They did a good job with all that Um I was praying that they didn't give them some wacky design and they actually stayed true to the game. I love that. But anyways, let me know what you guys think about that. Let me know if you guys are even hyped for the Finance of Freddy's movie. For for right now, just because I'm a big FNAF fan, it is my most anticipated movie of the year. Under that is The Flash. And then, um, yeah, honestly, there's a gap between the rest of the movies and those two. But let me know what you guys think about that. But on to our second topic. And last week, we all had the chance to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, if you haven't, go watch it. But I just want to give my spoiler-free review on this. And one of the things that stands out in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is going to be the final Guardians movie, at least under James Gunn. Because now he's going to be the head chief of DC Studios. He's going to be running all that. He's going to be making the Superman movie which I'm really hyped for, but back to Guardians 3. It is quite an, an emotional story. Um, nothing really compared to the other two, because this one has so much um, emotional elements to it. It'll make you sob. Uh, tears will be coming out of your eyes. You can't really say the same for the other two. Maybe a little bit for the second one, but yeah, no, this one is a completely different, like, vibe to it honestly and it was just it was great it was really good it's probably like this counts as phase five right so yeah and i was gonna say it was top two phase four movie but i forgot it's not even phase four no more um it's phase five so far off to a pretty decent start we got a pretty mid movie in ant-man 3 quantumania so i'm glad that marvel's able to bounce back with this movie is Marvel still rising? No, I don't think they're at their best right now just because they've had so many bad movies like uh, Ant-Man, Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, Doctor Strange. I liked, but it wasn't the best. Anyways, though, Guardians 3 puts Marvel back on track. Um, I'm hoping Marvel, Marvel can just learn from this, get good writers, and actually make good movies because this is what you get. You get a great story a great wrap-up to these characters that we've been watching since 2014, so, like, around nine years, about. Um, it was just, it was a great movie. The High Evolutionary is arguably better than Kang and Ant-Man 3, 
which is sad to say because I love Kang. I love Jonathan Majors in that movie. And uh, yeah, I know the high evolutionary. I forgot what the actor's name is. It's like Chidwuki Iwuji, I think. He had a great performance in this movie. Chris Pratt was amazing. Um, Bradley Cooper as Rocky Raccoon was amazing. Everyone in this movie was amazing. It was just a phenomenal movie. Um, it's probably my favorite Marvel movie since Shang-Chi, which I think Shang-Chi is a top five Marvel movie in my opinion, but I know a lot of people won't have that same opinion, but yeah, no, I mean, it surpasses Wakanda forever, which I thought was amazing. I know a lot of people didn't like that movie, but I thought it was really good considering the circumstances that they had to do. And yeah, no, I'm, I'm really hoping and crossing my fingers that this is going to be the uprise for Marvel because right now they're on a downward slope with all these shows that are trash the movies haven't been as good you could put some of the blame on Bob JPEG for that I mean he's gone now and it's going to be Bob Iger running shit but yeah no we're still going to feel the effects of this for a couple years um not to mention the writer strike going on is going to delay a lot of movies so I'm glad that Guardians 3 finally put Marvel somewhat back on track. But if you guys have seen Guardians 3, let me know what you guys think about it. I thought it was great. It's not going to be a top 10 Marvel movie of all time. You can make the argument, maybe. I'd say it's in the middle tier. It is still a really good movie and a great send-off to all these characters who we might see in the future again, just not under James Gunn's control. But anyways, let me know what you guys think about that. And let's move on to our third topic of the day. So a couple weeks ago, we had the highly anticipated Super Mario Bros. movie come out in theaters. And it's still in theaters after a couple weeks. Um, in, at my local theater or my local Cinemark, they still have an XD, which is crazy because it's been weeks since that movie came out. And it just shows how big this movie was. I thought overall the Super Mario movie was a pretty decent movie. It was pretty fun. No story to it whatsoever, so that's the only thing that really holds it back. The animation was great. You can expect great animation from Illumination. They're just really good at that stuff. Um, they stayed faithful to the games. The nostalgia was there. It was just a really good time. Not the best movie, but it's a, a solid 7 for me. But anyways, this movie has been such a hit that it has finally reached $1 billion. I think right now... At this current time, it is at $1.2 billion, which makes it probably in the top five for most um, in the box office for, I think it's animated movies of all time. Yeah, I think it makes it into the top five of that, which is crazy. Honestly, I didn't think it was going to get to $1 billion at all. I thought it'd be close, maybe like $950, $900. But yeah, no, it's definitely surpassed my expectations it's getting so much money, but it makes sense because this is like a, a kid's movie, basically. I mean, I know adults and everyone are going to watch it, but in reality, it's kind of just a, a kid's movie. And the repeat value of this movie is what's driving everyone back to go watch it again, especially kids, since they love the nostalgia. It, it's a great kid's movie, and if they're going to like it, they're going to ask their mom or their dad to take them back and go watch it again. And that's where all this money is coming from. Will it make Avatar the way of water money? Not at all. Will it make the Lion King type of money? I don't think so. But right now, it is, I believe, the 
biggest box office movie of 2023. That's crazy considering we've Guardians out already, which that one, I think it's at 400 mil right now. We'll have to see how it is in a couple weeks, see if it surpasses 1 billion. I don't think the Guardian Guardians 3 is going to pass 1 billion, but I said that about Super Mario Bros. So it's most likely going to reach that. But yeah, no, this is wild. Um, This is most likely going to greenlight a Super Mario Bros. 2 movie or maybe a Donkey Kong movie or something like that, you know, just because of the financial success that they reach from this movie. And yeah, no, so far, I mean, we still got Across the Spider-Verse and we got The Flash supposed to come out. The Flash, I think, is going to make more than Super Mario Bros., honestly. Uh, it's a tricky one, considering the Ezra Miller stuff, but I do think it could surpass Super Mario Bros. Across the Spider-Verse, I don't think it will. I don't even think Across the Spider-Verse will reach a billion, just because the first movie only made like $400 million. It was not a big box office movie. But considering all the hype that's getting, I could see it getting from eight hundred to $900 million, which is still a really good movie. That is like a lot of money. Considering Shazam 2 only made like 150 mil, which is terrible. But yeah, no, um, so far, Super Mario Bros. Biggest box office movie so far. I can see it being beat in a couple months. Um, but yeah, let me know what you guys thought about the Super Mario movie. Are you surprised that it reached 1.2 billion? And counting, keep in mind, it might reach 1.3 or 1.4, considering how long it stays in the movies. But uh, let me know what you guys think about that. And let's move on to our fourth topic of the day. So everyone, or at least all the comic book nerds, uh, the inner circle and everything, are wondering what the hell is happening with Marvel right now. We had an insane run of movies from phase one to phase two to phase three ending in Endgame. All those movies were so good. Sure, sure, you have your bad apples in there you have your iron man 2s your iron man 3s depending on who you are your thor the dark world um but you also had some amazing movies like civil war infinity war is my all-time favorite movie um you had endgame you had the winter soldier you had thor ragnarok you had all these great movies and then we get to phase four and sure, you have Shang-Chi, which I think is a top five Marvel movie, like I said. Um, at least top ten, because it was just amazing. But then you get your shows like Moon Knight. You get She-Hulk. You get Hawkeye, which I thought were mediocre at best. Moon Knight, more like mid for me. I liked most of the season to like the last three episodes. They just got a little carried away. Uh, but the other shows I did not like, She-Hulk was not good, Hawkeye was not good, and then you have your movies, Ant-Man 3, Tanks at the box office, I think it only made 400 mil, and that's still a lot of money, but for a superhero movie, like a Marvel movie, that is a failure, and then you had Thor Love and Thunder, which had so much anticipation coming into it, after coming off of Thor Ragnarok, and Taika Waititi directing this, everyone thought it was going to be an amazing movie. Um, the trailers made it look really good. You had Christian Bale as the villain. How do you fuck that up? Um, he just was in the movie for like 15 minutes. Um, and it just, it was goofy. It was too much comedy. Um, a really bad decision on Taika Waititi's part. That movie's an utter failure. 
you had, I mean, Thor Love and Thunder still made like 800 million, which is still a success for Disney. That's a lot of money. That's almost 1 billion. So in terms of financial success, I think they won with that. But in terms of the movie quality, it was terrible. And then you have Multiverse of Madness, which there was a lot of hype going into that considering it was Sam Raimi directing that. And then you had um, Elizabeth Olsen being the villain in that. And I thought it was a pretty good movie. Not as good as I thought when I first watched it. It's still in like the 7.7 out of 10 range for me. I still thought it was a pretty solid movie. And I think it made like close to $1 billion. So that one was a success. Um, but a lot of people didn't really like it. A lot of people have second thoughts about it. I have some second thoughts. I still like the movie because I love Doctor Strange. But yeah, no, that one was not the best. But um, And then we move on to Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Which I thought was an amazing movie. I know everyone has their split opinion about this movie. Considering Chadwick Boseman passed away a couple years ago. So he's clearly not going to be in the movie. You're clearly not going to have the regular Black Panther in there. They had to switch the story and everything. But I thought it was amazing the way they handled everything. To to Charles' death. To Namor and the society that he has in the ocean. I thought that was all cool. I thought the story was great. Um, a lot of people thought it dragged on because of the two hour and 40 minute long runtime. It did drag for a little bit, but I thought it was still great. I love the action in that movie. I love the story. Um, the emotional parts hit real good. I think Wakanda Forever made around 850 million, which is still another success for Disney. That is damn near $1 billion. That is really good. So in terms of financial success, that one was a W. But a lot of people and a lot of critics are really split on this movie just because of the decisions that they made, like uh, having uh, Shuri be Black Panther and stuff like that, you know. So it phase four, to say the least, has not been everyone's favorite phase. And then we start off phase five, which I already talked about, Ant-Man 3. I had so much hype for Ant-Man 3. And then when I watched it, I was kind of disappointed. It's still a, like... A decent fun time you know I walked out of the theater having a good time but it wasn't a great movie and not a good way to start phase five because you kind of you want to leave all the negative stuff in phase four and then start phase five with a with a bomb but yeah no I mean I guess the only good thing about Ant-Man 3 was Jonathan Majors as Kang I loved him as Kang in that but uh and then we just got the recently um the recent movie, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which I thought was fantastic. It's been the greatest Marvel movie since Shang-Chi, which was like 2021, I think. So like two years ago. Um, I thought it was great. Will we see this kind of success with Marvel going forward? I don't know, because I think the next project that we have up on the Marvel slate for Phase 5 is Secret Invasion coming out in June. Which is going to be a six-part series. So they're doing again with their stupid-ass seven-episode series, six-episode series, mini-series, basically. Um, which I think is really stupid. But the difference is, these episodes are going to be an hour long and not like 30 minutes like She-Hulk. And according to some people that have seen Secret Invasion early, they've said it, it gives off Winter Soldier vibes. It is a great show. 
which makes me really hyped. I'm one of the people that thought Secret Invasion was going to be the next big event after Endgame. And I was really surprised when they put it as a Disney Plus show starring only Nick Fury. So that one struck a little bit of worry in me. But honestly, seeing the trailers and stuff like that, getting a little bit more background and context to the actual story that's going on. I'm actually, I'm vibing with it. I think it's going to be cool. Um, I'm really hoping that this changes the trajectory, uh, my bad, about how Marvel is going to proceed with things, how, if they're going to be good, um, if the project's going to be ass. And I think after that, we have a gap, a pretty big gap with no Marvel content until we get to November. And that's when the Marvels comes out. And that one looks really hit or miss i honestly think it looks good just because iman Vellani as uh kamala khan is in it i loved the miss marvel show that's another show the miss marvel show was a hidden gem in phase four but they got her they got tiana paris in there they got brie larson coming back as captain marvel i think the marvels looks fun i think it's gonna be a pretty decent movie um Honestly, that's all I can say about that movie so far. Just because we've only gotten, like, one kind of teaser trailer, I guess you could say. I think, yeah, I think it looks pretty cool just because I love um, Kamala Khan's as, like, Miss Marvel. She's awesome. But, yeah, no, and judging off of the protests going around with the WGA, which we'll talk about tomorrow, there are there's going to be a lot of postpones to the shows and movies that Marvel has plans for. Like Blade, you can you can put your expectations down for Blade for now. Just because they just got a writer like a week ago, I think. And since the protest is going on, he can't write anything. So that movie's going to get delayed a couple of months, maybe a year. A lot of other projects are going to get delayed. Most likely Fantastic Four, Secret Wars, all that is most likely going to get delayed just because of the protest going on. I'm hoping it ends soon just so we could get back to business with everything. But honestly, after the Marvels, I don't really know which project is next for for it to come out. I think it might be Loki Season 2, which I, I'm pretty excited for. I really like the first Loki season. But yeah, no, right now, thanks to James Gunn and Guardians of the Galaxy with its major success, I think Marvel, this is the boost that Marvel needed. They just needed a project that was going to be really good to get them back into the momentum that they used to have in the first three phases, which made them so much money. Um, Marvel Studios has made the most money in terms of box office um, ever. So, yeah, no, I'm hoping they could get back on track with Guardians 3 and not go back to the failure that was Phase 4. I mean, I guess you could not call it a failure considering they had some really good things, but they also had some really bad things. And I really don't want that to be the new norm for marvel and i'm really hoping to get past this but let me know what you guys think of marvel's trajectory right now let me know what you think they're going to be in one to two years do you think they're going to be bad do you think they're going to be good like phases one through three let me know about that but uh let me drink some water real quick because my mouth is getting a little bit dry all right on to our fifth and last topic of the day and this is one that I wanted to do just because we're rebooting the whole show and a little treat for you guys. Um, and this is my top five movies of 2023, quote unquote, so far. 
Um, we've had some great projects uh, so far. What five months into the year already? A lot of a lot of movies that I thought that were gonna be good, Shazam two, Ant Man three, that weren't so good, but also some movies that have really done well, that I've really heavily enjoyed. And with further ado, I I'd like to give an honorable mention a number six. Hold on, actually. Okay, yeah. An an honorable mention at number six, I gotta put Evil Dead Rise. And this is a movie that just came out recently. So if you followed along with the Evil Dead Rise drama and all that, this movie was originally supposed to be an HBO Max exclusive movie. So it's gonna go straight to streaming. But apparently the CEO, David Zaslav, of Warner Bros. Discovery, saw the movie, the test screening of it, and thought, hey, we should put this in the movie theater. It looks so good. It is not meant for streaming services. And what do they do? They give it a theatrical run. This movie came out about three weeks ago, I think. And it was uh, it was an intense movie. I really liked it. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Really disturbing moments in it. And I've seen some messed up stuff. And that movie made me like lightheaded at points in the movie. Really love that movie. Encourage you guys to go watch it if you haven't. If you're really sensitive to blood and stuff like that, then I don't think this movie's going to be for you. Definitely do not watch with any kids or anything because you're going to scar them. But Evil Dead Rise comes in at my honorable mentions just outside the top five. And at number five, I got Dungeons and Dragons. So Dungeons and Dragons is a movie that I didn't even know they were going to make until the first trailer came out. And then the more trailers they release and the more marketing they do for this movie, the more I'm getting sold on it. A Dungeons and Dragons movie. And they've tried this before in the past. I think in like 19 something, 1990s, they made a Dungeons and Dragons movie. And that one was terrible, I guess. I didn't watch it, but people said it was flat out terrible. And then this one comes out and I go watch it. And I really enjoyed this movie just from a story standpoint. The action was good. The special effects were really good. It was just a great fun time. I loved Dungeons and Dragons. Sadly, it hasn't made as much box office as I hoped it would. I think it's uh, north of $400 which is still really good. And I think it surpasses um, their budget for this movie. So I think they've made money off this movie, which is still a W. But considering that the critics love this and the audience score was high for this movie, I do think it's really likely that it gets a greenlit for a second one. And I really I'm really hoping it does because I really love these characters. They were great. It was just a great time watching this movie. And it is I think on digital right now, so I'm probably gonna buy it and watch it again. But at number four, Creed 3. So Creed 3 is another project I wasn't really hyped for when they first announced it. I was like, oh, another Creed movie? That's cool. Because I have liked the Creed series. They've been pretty good. Um, Great movies to watch. Michael B. Jordan gives it his all in these movies. Then it was announced that Michael B. Jordan's going to be directing it. I was like, okay, got some interest in it. And then they announced that Jonathan Majors is going to be the antagonist in this movie. I was like, ooh, it's going to be awesome. First trailer comes out, looks really good. Um, More marketing stuff comes out, and it's just the hype is building up. And then you got the early reactions saying that this is probably the best Creed film, and that it is just 
it's story driven the cinematography is great and then i go and watch this movie and i was just blown away by the vision that michael b jordan had the story was great um the antagonist um jonathan major's character wasn't forced in there um you know how these creed movies are kind of like the story you can see it pan out like in the first 10 minutes you already know how it's gonna go but michael b jordan did such a good job in doing the story for this making it feel personal all that good stuff i really love this film it is on digital too and i already bought it watched it a couple times already love it if you guys haven't seen creed 3 you definitely gotta watch this movie but at number three i got guardians of the galaxy 3 and i've already kind of talked about this movie already on this episode that i thought it was an amazing movie i thought I mean, of course, it's James Gunn, so you're going to expect great quality from his movies. But man, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 just kicks you in the gut. It is such a gut-wrenching, emotional story. It is a, it's mostly a Rocket Raccoon story in the movie. It was just great. Um, the, the, the backstory of Rocket gets you really emotional. The villain, you just, you just want to see this dude die. Um... It's more of like a, a family movie, you know, um, in terms of the story. Um, the CGI was great, like like usual, you know. I mean, I know Marvel has been kind of lacking in terms of CGI as a recent, but I think with Guardians 3, they really stepped it up because it looked really good. Uh, great send-off to one of the best trilogies we have. Um, James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy is just a great trilogy. I... I cannot say it enough. You guys got to go watch Guardians 3. I think even if, you, if you're if you not into these movies, I definitely would watch Guardians 3 just because it's a great movie, man. Um, it's really worth watching. Um, and it's not a disappointment. But anyways, at number two, I have Ben Affleck's Air. So this is probably going to be a major surprise to people just because Air did not get any sort of like noise in the atmosphere. This movie came out the same week that Super Mario Bros. came out. And that's why no one really heard of it. I know there's a lot of previews before movies of Air. Um, I just don't think it was really on people's radars. And I thought it was going to be a really good movie just because Ben Affleck was directing it. And the stack was really... it was, Or the cast was really stacked. It was... There was so much talent in that movie. And then I go watch it. And I just love this movie. It is amazing. The amount of drama with no action or anything in the movie. It's, it gets you... It gets intense. And it's basically a movie just about betting on yourself and taking that risk. And it was just such a good directed Ben Affleck movie. The actors were phenomenal. I do think this movie is going to be um, a contender for Motion Picture of the Year at the Oscars. Just because it was... I, some people have it as their number one movie of the year. You know, uh, people that watch films, stuff like that. They think that Air right now is the number one movie of the year. And I would not even debate it. Just because I have number one, um, I just like number one a little bit more. I still think Air could be many people's number one movie of the year so far. And I would not even like argue about it with them just because of how good this movie is it definitely surpassed my expectations which were pretty high to start with the fact that this movie could be so successful 
and they don't even show Michael Jordan's face in the movie, which is crazy because it's a movie about his shoe. But yeah, no, this movie was really good. The acting was just phenomenal. The directing was phenomenal. Highly encourage you guys to watch this movie. I think it's coming out on digital real soon, so I would cop it and watch it just because it's it is one of the best movies of the year so far, top two at least. But at number one, I have John Wick Chapter Four, and the John the John Wick cha- um, series has been really good. In my opinion, each movie has gotten better as the series has gone on. I thought John Wick Chapter One was good. Then the second one comes out, and that's even better. Then the third one comes out, and it's even better. And then the fourth one comes out, it's even better. It's just this franchise has been so good. And there's a reason why they're going to have a couple spinoffs. You got the ballerina one starring Anna de Armas. You got the uh, Continental one coming out, which looks pretty good on Peacock, I think. Um, I don't think they're going to make any more John Wick films. I'm not going to spoil the ending of it, but I think... John Wick 4 is a perfect send-off for the character. I do think that's a great way to finish his story. And yeah, no, I'm 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 kind of sad that we're not gonna get any more John Wick films, at least with Keanu Reeves. There there might be one, but it just wouldn't make sense, honestly. But yeah, John Wick 4 was just flat out perfect for me. Down I mean, when you go into a John Wick film, you know you're gonna get this insane action. Um that's basically what you get that you get that in this movie for sure you get insane fight scenes um all movie long one of the underrated things about um the last two john wick films i could say is the cinematography it definitely shows in this movie some of the shots in this movie are just insanely beautiful it was just incredible to watch the story was great follows off of the last three nothing really recycled or anything you know it was just great um what's his name fuck uh pennywise uh i think it's uh bill skarsgård he was the antagonist of the film he was great and i love his character because in the last three john wick films you have these antagonists that are that know how to fight and all this shit and this one i think his name was marquis he didn't do any fighting. He was just there to instigate and all that, you know. And those are the best villains, the philosophical ones. Those are the crazy ones. They're always so good, like uh, Baron Zemo. They're always... They don't have to fight to get all this, like, uh, tension and shit. And I just thought he did a great job in this movie. Keanu Reeves, amazing as always. The story was great. Some people didn't really like the long-ass runtime that had, but I thought it worked perfectly with the film. For me, it sits at my number one spot as of now. Um, this is before Across the Spider-Verse comes out. This is before The Flash comes out, before the FNAF movie comes out. So things can change in an instant. But yeah, John Wick 4 is my number one movie of the year. For other people, it might be Air. For other people, it might be something else. But uh, yeah, that wraps up today's episode. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Let me know what you guys want me to talk about if you have any topics that you want to suggest and yeah that does it today we'll be back with another episode tomorrow and uh catch you guys tomorrow